Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat O. Pat, how was your uh, weekend? My weekend was okay. Um, I, I partied extremely hard, and I survived to tell the tale. Yeah. So that that's always a good one. Uh, it was Memorial Day. Um, I don't know. I had a birthday party I had to go to. I went to a backyard barbecue. Just the, Ooh. you know, usual Memorial Day shit. Fun nothing, stuff. Yeah, nothing too crazy. What about you? <laughs> um, I I didn't do too much. I mean, I did a little bit of things. I um I I went to the bar. I went to the bar on Saturday, which is you know a very rare occasion nowadays. I mean, it's you don't really do that anymore. And um, you know, when I went, I was I didn't know really what the rules were because our our mask mandate lifts in a couple of days. And um, right now, you know, the CDC is saying that if you've been fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, I can tell you what, I've been to the grocery store and other things and like fucking nobody's wearing, nobody's wearing masks anymore. I'm like the only moron in the room. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to a bar. The last time I went to a bar, um, nobody was wearing masks at all. Nobody was enforcing the shit. Nobody cared. Um, and, you know, this time I was like, well, it's, it's a little different bar. It's a, it's a nerd bar. It's called D20. Um and it's just a tabletop game bar. Like you go and you play board games and shit with people. Right. And, um, so it's, it's, you know, chill, but it's not the same thing as like, you know, the hole in the wall dive bar where they probably don't wear masks. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the rules are. Um, but I, you know, I walked in, basically you, you wear your mask to walk in the door and then nobody gives a shit after that. So I was like, all right. It was just, it was strange. I mean, it was definitely a very, you know, again, it's a very chill bar. There's no like music or anything. So um, it wasn't like a crazy night or whatever, but um, it, it was just, I mean, you know, in all honesty, it was good to be out, but it's still not the same because if I go out to places like that, like the reason why I go is because I, I want to socialize with other people and right. you still can't really do that. It's not like acceptable. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the, well, I think it might've, partly had to do with the venue because i'm looking at this place that you're talking about now and uh it doesn't look like the kind of bar where you would go and hang out and like like meet random people it seems like well, everyone would everyone would be doing their gamer thing and i'm also suspicious of bars that don't serve liquor it looks like it's just a huh? beer place is that no, correct they liquor no, oh, okay. no um I, I mean so this was this is one of my um old haunts really uh pre-pandemic it's somewhere i've been to a lot um and, and i have met a lot of people so like the fun thing about it is that you know people are playing their games and stuff but like you can join in and um usually they'll they'll do i mean normally they'll have some type of like big game running for the whole night and like it's ran by like the owners of the bar and everybody's just kind of welcome to join whatever social game they're doing like um the first time i went they were playing werewolf and you know it's just everybody's welcome to come join and play so um i mean typically it is a a good place i mean they'll have like uh, i used to go for like their mario kart tournaments and stuff like that and again it's a free-for-all um but you know it definitely wasn't like that this time around everybody was very separated in their own little groups and you know away from each other and there was really no socializing and <laughs> it was just it was interesting and it was very quiet um I'm not going to say it's a crazy happening bar all the time because it's not again. It's a bunch of nerds, um, but, <laughs> you know, but but it can be. I mean, it's definitely got its moments and, uh, you know, when there's, when there's lots of people. So, yeah, I mean, but it was just I mean, like I said, I just I don't think it's I still don't think people are quite ready for that. I don't know if I'm quite ready for that level of, of socialization. I mean, emotionally, 
you know, I, I am, but you know, physically I've only had my first shot. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll uh we'll see where that goes. But I didn't I didn't really do much for Memorial Day. I'm I'm surprised. I got plenty of invites, but you know, honestly, I, I kind of woke up and I was like, fuck it, it's Memorial Day. I'm I'm off. So I didn't really I didn't feel the need to like get up and go, I went to my mom's or whatever, but nothing nothing too crazy. Um but I do have some news. Do you want to hear some news? Let's hear it. I have a couple. I have a couple newses. Um, <laughs> well, first and foremost, um, Pat and I did the uh, clubhouse thing Thursday night. Oh yeah, we did. I haven't really talked to you since then. I know. <laughs> we certainly did do that, didn't we? We did. It was. It was great. I think it was great. Um, I think it went very well. Yeah. Um, I know that uh so so what we did was um Thursday nights on Clubhouse via the Bigfoot Society Club. Um it, it's and it's every other Thursday. Uh Greg Morrill of the Order 66 podcast, he hosts a show called Cryptocasters. And the point of it is to showcase different um podcasters that, you know, discuss well weird shit like we do. And um the topic for that night was um uh cryptids from outer space. So it was definitely more our wheelhouse, but not just that. We had some really great people on the show. Um, you know, obviously we, it was Pat and I, and then it was also um, Ryan uh, Sprague from Summer in the Skies podcast. And he's also, that guy's on fucking everything. And um, it was also Sam Sheeran, um, who was one half of Into the Fray, which is probably something you guys have heard of if you listen to our show, um, because it's just, a, it's a bigger one. Um, but But it was great. The discussion was really fun. Um, but Pat, that was your first time taking part in one of those clubhouse things, right? Yeah. Um, it was interesting. It reminded me a lot of, uh, people were so positive and friendly. It yeah. reminded me of being in preschool again. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like, Oh my God, you guys did such a good job tonight. Oh, like everyone's, <laughs> everyone's so awesome. On It's like, come on, man. Like you're acting like I, I finger painted like a, a fucking tree or something. Oh no, you don't, uh, you don't like that. No, it's nice. I'm just not. I am. Hey, we've gone into this before. I am severely fucked up. And when people sh- give me praise, I don't know how to process it. Aww. Okay. So like, <laughs> yes. So there, there were like the fact that everyone was so complimentary and friendly and nice. I was, I was very mistrustful of all of it and I wanted to make fun of them, but I, no, it was, it was really cool. Um, I, I, it was my kid's last day of school. The next day I ran up to the room, his bedroom to like record it. Cause I didn't want to be bothered by yeah. the dogs or people. And, uh, I did have to kind of dip out towards the end, but it was really cool. And once again, I'm a big fan of the clubhouse, uh, platform. And I, I, I love to see, um, what else they do with it. I've been like kind of spending more time in there now yeah. and like seeing, seeing the other thing. Cause it's not just, maybe it's just because I got into it through you. And mo- the only people I really follow on there are people that I know from, like, we know from this stuff. Right. But um, definitely for the longest time, it felt like whenever I would go in there, all the rooms that were kind of popping up on my radar were, like, cryptid or conspiracy themed. And now I'm starting to see, like, all the other ridiculous other things that people use Clubhouse yeah. for. Yeah. So, so um, I would definitely recommend getting getting in on that if if you're listening to this show and you're interested in this stuff or just whatever for just cultural well, anthropology you know, like check it out 
that was kind of, you know, you mentioned like the whole kind of mushy gushy, uh, you know, praise and, and support and, and stuff like that. And, um, what was it? Saturday night, uh, Tate Hieronymus, who's also part of the Bigfoot Society Club. I mean, there's so many, so many great people there. Um, he just opened up this random room and it was just kind of on a whim and it was just talking about how, you know, us and, and this cryptozoology community and, and the weird community in general, like how we could all support each other. And um, it went really well. I mean, everybody was just kind of being just being open. It was kind of like a little like therapy session. It was kind of like a little powwow of like, hey, what 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 do you need from us? And what what can I do for you? And and uh, this guy, well, I'm sure you've heard of the um, Sasquatch documentary on Hulu. Oh, the TV show? Yeah, that they were, the docuseries that was on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, one of the guys from that series like popped in the room and he's been like into the club and, and things like that. We just continue to get really great people as part of, uh, you know, club members on the clubhouse thing. And, uh, but it was good. It was really therapeutic. And then we all kind of just agreed. We're like, hey, can we like do this every week where we all just like support the hell out of each other? And it's great. And <laughs> like, it was nice though. Um, you know, Tate had said something and, and it really um, struck a chord. Now, now Tate Hieronymus, um, who, uh, you know, inside joke, but I'll just put it out there. It's not related at all to Bob Hieronymus, who's the guy that claims that he was, he was Patty in the Patterson Gimlin film. Um, uh-huh. But Tate Hieronymus has discovered the original site where the Patterson, uh, or rediscovered the original site where the Patterson Gimlin film was, where, where Patty footage was taken. And uh, he actually has interviewed Bob Gimlin, like at the site of, you know, that footage. And um, he's making his own Bigfoot documentary. Um, but Tate, like, made mention and he was like, you know what, every single person in this room, like, 10 years from now, every single one of us are going to be like the new Lauren Coleman's and and Stephen Coles and and Carl Sh- uh, Shakur and you know big names in like the cryptid world and like you know as somebody that does this and as somebody that does it kind of small time I guess <laughs> it feels really nice to get that validation because I think he's absolutely correct and it, but it feels good to hear it come from somebody else <laughs> so <laughs> it was nice he did that um he did it Saturday and then he also kind of you know we'll kind of open up. That's the fun thing about it. The CryptoCasters episode that Pat and I were on, it's recorded. Um, Greg is going to edit it, and then he's going to, I think he's going to give us, give it to different everybody that was there individually. So I don't know if it's going to be on here. I don't know how we're going to have access to it, but eventually you guys can hear it. Um, but not all the rooms are recorded like that. And um, so we kind of have these impromptu you know, just kind of chit chats. And sometimes it's about, you know, different things. Um, So, you know, definitely join the clubhouse. And if you need an invite, we'll, uh, we'll get you there. Are we sure it's being recorded? Because the, the other times I've popped in rooms, usually they give like a disclaimer at the beginning saying, uh, don't swear. This is going to be recorded. And they, they definitely did not do that this time around. Not that it was like a cuss fest or anything, but maybe he whole- probably didn't do that this time around, but I don't think he has to. It just depends on what, because he record, you know, that's the weird thing about re- like recording laws and consent is that um, like, if I record, I could have a room with everybody, you know, different people from across the whole fucking world. And I can record it because I live in Ohio and I live in a, in a, um, in a one party state. So that means as long as one party is aware that you're being recorded and that one party would be me, I can record whatever the hell I want. So 
it ju- it's it just depends on what Greg's laws are, I guess. But I mean, okay. I, I I know that he did record it. Okay. Okay. So, you know, oh, I, I have no and I have no issue with it either way. I just once again, I'm used to hearing them kind of give that disclaimer when they didn't. Yeah. It just, well, yeah. Whatever. That's Jeremiah cool. typically does. I think he just does that uh, for just consent purposes um, because some people use and we kind of again when we opened up the club uh, on Saturday and kind of discussed these things. Um, you know, we kind of talked about um, somebody had come in and just explained that like they weren't fully out in the community i guess like they don't want people to know that they're crazy i don't know um (laughs) which you know we'll talk more about that later but you know there are people that are like that i mean they got jobs and families and you know they got paranoia and it's fine you know it's up to you to decide if you want people to know the fear to that stuff so i think that's why jeremiah does it just out of respect rather than any type of legal Uh, and then again like i said i don't know what his laws are in his state so um but anyway anyway um Speaking of, you know, the clubhouse people and kind of some of the things that they're doing, um, Alexander Petikov is is one of the guys who I, I've met through Clubhouse. And uh, he's, um, I guess, I mean, he's a cryptozoologist, but I'd say he's probably more of a squatcher. He's born, a, you know, Bigfoot. Um, he is in the new Small Town Monsters documentary on the trail of Bigfoot, The Journey. And that is going to be coming out on June 8th. Now you can go and uh, you can purchase the DVD or the Blu-ray, Blu-ray on the Small Town Monsters website. But, um, you know, again, I don't know, you know, considering the audience, I'm sure you guys have heard of Small Town Monsters, uh, but they do all kinds of stuff. You know, obviously the, the big ones that, that I've seen are the Mothman ones. And Pat, I think you, you watched the Mothman ones because um, Tobias was in the one. Yeah. He was in the Terror in the Skies one. Uh, but they do good stuff, you know. It's it's good production value. It's it's typically an interesting outlook. It's not, you know, totally boring. I, you know, I have a big issue with some of these things because I think that they're really boring sometimes. Um, <laughs> they're hard to watch because of it. Uh, being somebody that has ADHD, I just don't do good with like the monotone and the, you know, here's a fact and here's another fact and there's no personality in this at all. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that's why I have a comedy show. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, going to be coming out here soon. And I'm going to post the link there. Um, and then also a couple of other interesting things. The uh, Oklahoma Bigfoot bounty has now gone up to yeah. $3 million. Wow. Did you see that? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I still don't think it's a good idea. I don't think that it's going to produce a Bigfoot. I mean, if there's one to produce, it will. I, I, I you know, they're kind of, uh, when you offer that much money, I mean, for 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 less than that, you get people out in the woods looking for it. Yeah. But when when you start offering three million dollars, I mean, I don't know, I don't know enough about that area historically. Has that been a Bigfoot hotbed, or is that this just some random town? Like, do they? Is there any kind of evidence to suggest that there might be one in that area? Um. Well, first first of all, I believe that it is. Um, it is throughout the state of Oklahoma. Okay. Um, okay, but once again, I, I don't Oklahoma. Now I'm not. I'm no expert, but is that could it be a Bigfoot territory? I mean, yeah. Technically, there's a. I mean, there's a Sasquatch claim in every single state and in, in the United States. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's a plausible. You know, there's been some interesting. I can't think of any off the top of my head. There, there was one. I know there's at least one piece of interesting footage that we've had um, come out of Oklahoma. But yeah, I mean, it's it's possible for them to to garner, you know, a bigfoot. It's just, you know, obviously there's a couple of, of ethical concerns. You know, one of them being you're gonna have fucking morons that think that it's cool to don a suit and go out in the woods, and and then they're going to get shot, and that's their. Well, own. let that happen. <laughs> you know, it's Darwinism. <laughs> you, get I, Darwinism. you can't protect people from themselves. Yeah. Like that's the thing is that like, you know, people always say, "Oh, there's going to be these hunting accidents." Or you get this. All right, well, we'll 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 cry over that when we get to it. But you know, shutting the whole thing down before anyone has a chance to do anything is just going to ensure that absolutely nothing happens. Yeah, that's a good and, point. You know, give them give them a year or two to to do it. You know, three million dollars. That's uh, that's enough to bring in Quint from Jaws. You know what I mean? I mean that that's enough to get a, a real <laughs> yeah. tracker in there. That's enough to kind of pony up for some gear. Like, okay, now yeah, we're talking cool. a little bit of real money. So let's 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 see what that produces. I agree. You know? I agree with you. I mean. To an extent, I mean, well, and then on top of that, you know, then the issue arises, um, you know, what if you say someone does go out there and, and they do find a Bigfoot and they shoot and kill it. Um, what if it was the last one and they just killed it? Well, I mean, if it was literally the last one, it would have died anyway and the species would have been extinct. I mean, it's not like oh, you know, the, the last one is the last one. I I think that I think we have tried the inaction routine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we've tried to sit back and do nothing and wait for everything to unravel before us. I think I, I think we've tried that. And, you know, I'm a big fan of private industry and sometimes innovation comes from folks trying to make money. Yeah. And, you know, just like I'm a big fan of uh, privatized space travel, and uh let's do this let's let's not wait for you know our field museums and the smithsonian to send someone out to find bigfoot or to classify this or whatever Let, let's not we, we've tried that yeah all right That's let's uh, let's incentivize the common man to go out there and see what they come see see what they uh shake loose let little so, old, old uh you know i don't know joe bill go out there with his buddies and Drink their, yeah, sure. their maybe wisely. something, maybe nothing. But you know what? If we don't do anything, we'll definitely have nothing. That's true. And this at least opens up the, the possibility for uh, discovery. You know, that's true. I, I mean, I guess I do respect that um, that aspect of it. I mean, I can't, I can't personally uh, grab some guns and get out there and go shoot a bigfoot. I just can't. It's just not in me to do something like that. But um, I, I see the plus sides. I mean, would I be excited? Of course, you know, but. Can I condone it and, and feel good about it? No, I, I can't. I'm torn. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just one of those things. I just can't, you know, I hate to see an animal die. Um, but, you know, at the same time as somebody in the field, I mean, yeah, I'd love for, I mean, but then again to me, like in my eyes, we've already proven Bigfoot is real. And so, um, you know, I, I guess I don't need a body for proof, I feel like. Um, but I suppose science does. I don't know. Hey, can you see the wind? Uh, no, I cannot. But you know it's there. I know it's there. Well, that's there what I say. I say all the time. <laughs> I, 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 I've never, I've never seen or or touched or smelled a million dollars, but I know it's real. I mean, right? <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> so. get yourself a bigfoot, and you'll have three times that. 
know, I would, I would never hunt a Bigfoot. I don't, I have no desire. I, I, I would never hunt a Bigfoot. I would never, I, if I, if I was a, a, a multimillionaire, I probably would not, um, unless I was really fucked up and thought it would be funny. Uh, I would never like, you know, post a bounty for Bigfoot, but I don't think that them doing this is going to, uh, I don't know. I think we'll let it happen. You know, see what happens. Yeah. Well, right. well, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely see what what comes out of it. I, mean, I think there's like a because initially because the the price for it keeps going up and up and up and up, and I don't really know why. Um, I don't really know where they're getting this money to do this, but well, they haven't had to fork any of it over yet. <laughs> well, not, right, that's a good point. You know, hey, hey, how about this? I know I don't want to. I don't want to make some fucking claim, but we could we could just as easily say, yeah, well, the on Wednesday we talk weird podcast. We will give. X number of million dollars to somebody that produces a uh, gill man or some shit like that. A gill man. <laughs> and as as long as nobody it's comes true. up with it, you get the free publicity for 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 posting the bounty. Dang. You only got to come up with the money if someone comes up with something that you're satisfied with. Why didn't we you think know? of this? Fuck. It's not too late. That's what I'm fucking saying. The Bigfoot <laughs> thing. You, well, let's. You should do. I mean, that could be your Mothman thing. You know, bring I, I will give you fifteen million dollars if you bring me the a live Mothman in a cage. That's true because you know what I would probably make more money than I'd probably make more than fifty million off that Mothman if I had it. So well, that that's what I'm saying. You got to crunch the numbers. You got to sit mean, down with your put your glasses. I mean, can on. you really put a price on true love though? I mean, that's you know. <laughs> We'll, see. We'll, talk, we'll talk about this we'll talk about this further and we'll uh, <laughs> I, my mind just went in a very dark place like that could be a whole secondary career for you as people just bring you crypt, cryptids for you to fuck on video and <laughs> ah, wow. i make really good money i re- release a uh, like a, a a line of sex tapes and it's just different uh different cryptids there you go all right i'm disgusting I now I we can do all of them i mean some of them of are... course not you wouldn't want to do any of them they're fucking that's <laughs> you're right i wouldn't want to do ghosted, any of them. <laughs> they're ghosted shit they're like animals right i know thank you <laughs> but i could i mean that's that's the claim we're making here you you bring me a mouth man and i'll 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 give you 15 million dollars or or you bring me the mouth man and I'll probably kill you and take your mouth, man. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so speaking of things that are ridiculously overpriced, um, <clears throat> did you see the, uh, you know, the alien autopsy footage, right? Yes, I saw that, too. They were selling frames of it. They're selling frames of the alien autopsy footage as NFTs. And I don't even know what the hell that means. I don't really understand. Like, NFTs are just cryptocurrency. <sighs> I... Nothing makes me feel older than when shit like that comes up and I, I Google it to try to figure out what it is and I still don't understand it. I, yes, that's what I Kev- did. I'm like, I'm not really getting it still. Because <laughs> Kevin Smith was doing that with his latest, he did a horror movie anthology. And all I could think of is like, if I started in that movie, I'd be fucking pissed. But I guess like you're selling, you're selling it and now you own it. You own the intellectual, like, like the, like the rights to it. So you're not just selling the movie like you're I'm selling you this thing. So like he's they're selling frames of it, right? But you're not just buying like the physical frame, you're also buying like the copyright to it. The copyright to just that one frame though? I don't right. understand. Well, cuz if you bought enough of them and now you've got now you own a a, a portion of that 
autopsy footage. No one else can can play it or stream it or or broadcast it without your consent. So you own it. So it's like, yeah, I could sell you a copy of Mallrats for, you know, five fifteen dollars, right? Or I could sell you the rights to Mallrats for fifteen million dollars, and then no one can play Mallrats without getting your permission. Right, what, except you're going, I'm going to sell you a frame by frame the rights at $15 million a piece. You know who was the first one to do that, believe it or not, that I know of? It was like Wu-Tang. You ever hear that story? Like, they wrote an album. Oh, yeah. And there was only one copy of it. Yeah. And the fucking Pharma Bro, that dude that was like, made all that money by like jacking up the cost of insulin and shit. Yes. That I can't remember he, his fucking name, but yes. Yeah, like he bought it. And it was like, okay, well, he bought it. So he's got the only one copy of this Wu-Tang album. He paid like, I don't know, however many million dollars, $60 million for some shit. Like now he can either be cool and put it on Spotify or he can just say, I have the only copy of this album and I'll listen to it whenever I want. And no one else can listen to it. I think that's what he did. I don't think he released it. Well, that guy's got to have a serious micro penis. I mean, with all his money, and they might have been, they should, I mean, he probably went to go get it checked out. He's like, I got all the money in the world. I can fix my micro penis. And they're like, sir, we can't. We just can't. <laughs> because he's such an asshole. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get, I don't even remember his fucking name, but I know who you're talking about. He's such an asshole. But yes, yes, he did do that with the Wu Ting uh, thing. It's, yeah. And I believe it's a similar situation with this F. This F, NFT, the, the alien autopsy footage. Well, and, you know, yeah. that's the thing is that the guy ended up, you know, it came out in uh, 95. And, um, you know, I think in, in 2006 or somewhere around there, um, you know, he came out and finally admitted that, like, it's it's not actual alien autopsy footage. It's just a reenactment. Right. Then he came out. Now he's saying the claim that he's making nowadays is that, well, it's not a reenactment. He got it confirmed by the CIA that this is actual video footage of an alien autopsy. You know what? You can watch that shit for free on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's in, you know, given the guy's story, um, I'm, I'm going to say now I, I've heard. I've heard claims about it. And I, we've kind of, you know, I've talked to you, Pat, about kind of playing with the idea of, of discussing it one of these days on, on the show. And, and maybe we will. Um, but I've heard different things about it. I mean, of course, you know, the biggest one being that, well, yeah, he said it was just a reenactment because his life was being threatened or, you know, whatever, because it's real. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't think so. It, you know, the, the thing is real ugly. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I think when I was younger and I saw that video, I was a little captivated by it, but Same. it it doesn't, I don't think it, it's aged well. It's I think nice you're probably right. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. I mean, I, you know, I, the, the kid in me that wants to believe that everything exists, wants to believe that, that it's really an alien. Um, but the logical adult in me knows that like, I'm not falling for that bullshit. So <laughs> it's a hard it's a hard uh it's a hard thing to do but either way i'm not gonna pay a million dollars for one frame of this thing and i don't think anybody else will either so you know i just don't see it happening um it would have to be you know there would have to be like real question that's authentic and i'm pretty sure that basically everybody knows that it's not so you know i i don't know um you know newer things that come out the skinny bob thing you know which we talked about during the the right pad episode i mean that's that's a you know more fascinating to me now because nobody's ever claimed it so i don't know we'll see we'll see what comes out of that if anybody buys that stupid footage or not um 
another thing I wanted to mention is, uh, and um, I'm sorry in front, I might I might get canceled for this, but Uh-oh. but you know I do this show, okay, I do it every week. I don't just do this show, right? Um, the Forty Investigation is my entire life. It is literally all I do. I don't do anything else. I don't like eat or sleep or shit like a person does. I just study cryptids and aliens and ghosts. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> You know, what's really important to me in doing shows like this is making sure that I deliver facts as close as I possibly can to facts and, of course, scientific logic and reasoning, okay? Because I genuinely believe that, that a lot of things exist. Most things exist. And I believe that there's a way that we can prove these things with science, even if our science is too infantile at the moment to to get it to that, you know, to, to know. I still think it's possible. Um, there's a gentleman who runs a YouTube channel. <clears throat> His name is Dark Waters, okay? And he's very popular. A lot of people really like to watch his videos. Um, he's got like 40,000 subs on YouTube or, or something like that, and... You know, here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> I he's come out with this troubling video, and it's I've never watched this stuff before. It's the first time I've ever watched it because I've seen this going around. And he is claiming that the government is disclosing cryptids right now. Now, what he's saying is that the government is admitting to creating cryptids from a lab. And they're now, you know, they're they're admitting to that. Um, this is in the form of a bill that came out where they are discussing the ethics of making human-animal chimeras. Now, that sounds scary. Human and animal chimeras sound very scary. Um, but it's not as bad as, like, people think it is. It's not as cryptic as people think it is. Or, or cryptid as people think it is. Um what this mean it's the same thing as like when you hear about uh uh gmos in your in your crops right um gmos it sounds scary but but it's really not it's just uh genetically genetically altering plants and things like that to yield better um to yield you know better uh better crops uh more abundant crops and things like that so we don't have a shortage of of food and it doesn't run out we're kind of doing the same thing when it comes to um human animal chimera hybrids except we're not growing like whole ass humans we're growing human organs and labs right yeah and you know and we're using animal proteins and things like that to do it we're just creating another science from it They've been using pig parts and heart transplants for like 20, 30 years. Right. It's not anything new. It's just conti- right. being able to continue to use those methods to further our medical science, right? Um, now, could it eventually turn into creating a, a an actual human hybrid? There's a lot of problems with that. And, and the problems come in. It's the same reason why, like, I can't get fucked by a pig and get pregnant by it. God, there's a lot of talk of me fucking animals in this episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but our our genetic makeup just doesn't add up that way um now and and i mean it would it would be very costly and it would take a lot of resources and a lot of extra science to get like a living sentient being out of something like that it just wouldn't make any sense for what reason just because we can i guess but there's no money to be made out of that nobody nobody wants you know half human half pig people right um, nobody nobody wants that and uh so 
but he's taking this claim and he's just absolutely running with it and he even did like a part two video where he was like oh all you naysayers saying that it ain't you know it's nothing well here listen to this and he like shares some video of this man in a lab talking about these these lungs these human lungs that they had produced out of um you know cross between pig and human um you know samples in order to get these human lungs and he's like well one day these lungs could work well enough to actually be put into people and the guy's like well where'd they get the lungs from well they grew them in the lab (laughs) it's just so weird but people are really subscribing to this idea that right now the government's admitting to cryptids and admitting that they make them and that just doesn't even make any sense cryptids have been around since before modern science has so i don't I don't know, man. Crazy people, they they read what they want to read and they interpret it the way they want to interpret it. Well, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what the guy does. And, and you know, he, he's got, and I saw some of the other titles of his videos and that's just, and I, you know, I see them. You know what? If you guys like to watch and listen to that guy, that's fine. Just please, please take it at face value. And, and, you know, it's entertainment. I mean, a lot of the claims that he makes is all about, you know, government conspiracy and like, he uses religion a lot in it. And let me tell you right now, if somebody is using religion to explain their science, they don't have a very good hold on the science that they're trying to explain. <laughs> it's just the way. True that. <laughs> now, I'm not here to knock your believe whatever the fuck you want to believe in. But science is bas- basically fact. Is there a lot we don't know? Absolutely. You know, am I saying that there's no God or anything? No, I'm not saying that. I don't fucking know. I've never died, guys. But, you know, but when you have people like that, I mean, according to the Bible itself, people, man can't even interpret the Bible. So what the fuck does that tell you? I mean, come on. Um, you know, that's, that's all, that's all I'm going to send. I'm going to get on a big soapbox. Um, but I just thought I should mention it because it's just been, I've, I've been sent the videos numerous times. People keep talking about it. Um, don't get excited yet, folks. Um, because that just isn't, that isn't where the fun is. Now the fun, the fun part is actually in the, uh, we are experiencing disclosure right now at a very large scale um it's not cryptids though it's it's you know it's aliens and stuff it's not even alien you know i'm not even say that because i don't believe that the government is going to disclose that that there are different extraterrestrial races out there and all this fun stuff all they're saying is that we recognize ufos well fuck they did that already when they released project blue book right this isn't anything new you know we know and there's going to be some, uh, I've heard rumor that there's going to be some USO reports. And we were just talking about those the other day sure. um, in, in the report. But I was mistaken. Today, we're recording this on, on 6-1. I thought that today they were supposed to release these reports. Apparently, um, they're not going to actually, apparently they they have had to release them to Congress today. But as far as like releasing them to the public, they don't have to do that until, I think it's either the 15th or the 25th. I'm not entirely sure yet. So we still have a little bit of ways to go. <laughs> mm-hmm but i'm excited i think it's gonna be um i think it's gonna be a lot of fun so there's that and yeah so uh, oh yeah i've got got one more one one more and then i'm (laughs) gonna get into tonight's topic um so i am uh you know officially uh, official announcement i am now going to be um co-hosting um with ryan tribbley and his show a, a whisper to a scream podcast um, we are going to be doing now. Ryan's been doing this for a very long time. He's been doing cryptozoology for like over twenty years, and um, uh, he's he started the show a couple of months ago, and he started it with Josh Turner, 
which is another kind of big name out there. Um, but Josh has had some unforeseen circumstances. So now I am stepping up and, and becoming a co-host. Um, this Sunday, before we release any any episodes, uh, what we are doing is we are actually doing a live stream. And that should be happening. I think it's going to be 6 p.m. Eastern time. So if you guys want to check that out, just keep an eye on my social media. We'll be there answering different questions, kind of hearing your ideas on the different things that you want to hear us talk about. And I'll keep in mind, Ryan Tremblay is mostly strictly a cryptozoologist. So this is going to be more of a strictly cryptozoology show. Not that we won't talk about other things here and there if they're relevant to the topics at hand, but that's kind of mostly what the focus is. Um, but he does really well deep diving into the lore and the history and, you know, the culture of some of these creatures. So, um, you know, definitely check it out. And, you know, also, uh, we had the super exciting, super secret launch of uh, Pat and I's new show, People Who Make Stuff. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> you guys seem to really <laughs> enjoy it. Um, I was surprised. I did not, you know, I'll tell you, it it did probably about equally as, as many views as as we get on this show. And that's I, I didn't expect that at all. Um, or listens, I guess I should say. Um I don't know. I I was shocked by it. Now I don't know if it's just different audience members, you know, or if it's just all you guys are just so loyal and wonderful, because I know you are, that you went and listened to it. But um very fun. I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited to talk to different people um about the different things that that they make i don't know yeah it's uh i think it's a it's a natural progression from here and uh i like that it um gives us a new space to play in without Mm kind of obviously not closing the door on this or anything but uh, it should be interesting yeah 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 that's uh you know the wednesday show we don't really have a schedule set for for people who make stuff right now as long as you guys continue to like it we'll continue to push it out um but the wednesday show or wednesday's shows are still going to be every wednesday so no worries there but you know we talked about earlier we did the cryptids uh from outer space thing and that kind of brought up something that i thought it would be fun to kind of talk about now pat um you you didn't start uh you weren't one of the original uh creators of on wednesdays we talk weird is that right you were a yeah, new that's, addition. that's what they tell me <laughs> Fuck you asking me the history of your own show. <laughs> We're just seeing if you know. Um, no, you you always listen to it beforehand. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you and I had, had met before that point, um, before you came on the show. And, you know, I needed a an emergency stand-in co-host for the time. And it just kind of started because we had the bright idea to share um, an experience that that you had as a kid and um you know that definitely you know fit the bill for the show and then you know bada bing bada boom now here you are you know (laughs) (laughs) um but one of the that was one of the it wasn't it actually wasn't the first episode i we did together you and i mostly we just kind of shot the shit that first episode and we talked about random nautica and aliens and yeah, it took a long, and that's why it's like we were going to rehash it for this episode. And I'm like, well, I don't yeah. want to, dr- yeah, not not go down that road again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of when I when I initially reached out to you uh, and and wrote you the story, I, I did it via email, and I think it was like, I don't know, was it three long ass emails to like go through it the was, whole it was, thing? I think it was. It's two. I've got I've got two of them now. I mean, I don't know if there was a third, and I deleted it, but. 
<laughs> um, I, d- I mean, I doubt it. I usually keep all my emails with Encounter, so it might have been too, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it was it's it's. I don't think it's it, it's about that one specific experience as much as it was just right. you know. And this is something that you you brought up last show, which kind of um, you know made me made me give this whole thing a second thought. Is that it's never just one thing that happens to you. Right. It's it's always, you know, maybe there's certain ones leave bigger ripples than others, but um, you know, if you have one experience, chances are you got about a half dozen. Yeah. And uh that's that's kind of what I I would lump all these together, you know. I mean, there's the big one, but there's a, there's so many like satellites that kind of orbit around it too. Right, right. And, you know, we don't, like I said, you know, and like you said, we're not going to rehash the whole show. If you guys really want to hear more in depth about Pat's uh, encounter, you know, the gist, the gist of it. Um, well, go ahead and tell, you tell them the gist of, of your story. Right. So uh, let's we'll get to the sexy part. So when I was probably like about 10 years old, somewhere in that ballpark, um, woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of uh, my mom screaming in the other room. And I, I got up and ran in there. And when I ran in the room, there were two uh, kind of stereotypical grays standing there um, in the room. And uh, they were, were kind of uh, communicate with me telepathically to sit down and, um, at that point told me that they were going to tell me something that I wasn't going to remember at the time, but that I would remember at a later date when it was important. And that whole thing happened. And then, uh, that's all I remember the next day, woke up having breakfast. Um, I remembered what had happened the night before, but it just didn't seem worth mentioning or talking about it. It it was, it it felt like a dream because Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it happened this whole thing starts with me waking up in the middle of the night and um i can't i it's very hard to articulate the space that this incident occupied in my mind for several years to where it wasn't it was real but it wasn't and even now kind of talking about it um you know i'm i'm almost skeptical of myself and and the whole thing and uh have had conversations with uh family members about it and have kind of been told that it was very much real and then kind of been told like, eh, it probably wasn't. Right. Um, so that's, and that's a whole different thing sure. too. But um, yeah, it was uh, probably the first, the earliest memory I have of high strangeness in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, definitely kind of set the tone for things to come. Well, I mean, I don't think you'd be doing this show without it, at least. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, no, in, in all seriousness, um, you know, this all kind of, you know, again, you can hear a more in-depth, um, you know, explanation of, of Pat, not, not just his, his this one encounter, but, you know, we did talk about other things. Um, you can listen to that on the episode titled uh, Pat's Alien and Encounters is, is how we titled it. Um, but it, it was kind of brought back up again um you know let's be honest um it kind of trudged up you know some feelings for you when we had roy on and right yeah i mean as much as like i'm not i'm not somebody that had i mean as a as a uh 
cinematic device, I absolutely adore werewolves. Um, but the idea of them kind of in, in today's day and age, um, <laughs> we should be so lucky. Like I just, I, I guess I never gave much thought into them being real. Yeah. And when, when he was telling the story, I, I think what sold me on his story, which I 100% believe, uh, is not so much his description of, uh, the creature or, uh, the encounter, mm-hmm. But the uh, after effects that it had on him, yeah, and and the way that it was something that uh, that never left him. It was something that he struggled with the rest of his life, and that is something that uh, I can definitely identify with because I I had um, not you know I'm at this point if you've been listening to this show for a while like this is not an act I'm I'm really a a pretty chill person that doesn't give a fuck about much of anything and uh so i i kind of lead a relatively stress-free existence Um, i mean i I worry about like grown-up things of course like we all do but um i'm not i'm not very nervous i'm not very uh i don't i don't have like social anxiety that badly like i can kind of like communicate with people and get along with people and shit but um I do have periods as well where I have um, very severe anxiety. And a lot of it comes from the certain situations. You know what I mean? I could, I could be driving down a dark road and do it. Uh, you know, like when I'm coming home from when I, when I took night classes coming home from school and I could drive down the same dark road through a forest preserve a hundred times on the way home from class and, and not have any issues whatsoever. And then um, I'll do it one night and I'll just be absolutely ice running through my veins, completely terrified, convinced that something's going to come over the tree line and and I'm never going to be seen or heard from again. Um, Stuff like that, you know, like Roy talked about being, you know, however old he was and still being afraid of the dark and having trouble sleeping at night. I still have that issue. I mean, I this is a constant battle with my wife about how many lights I leave on around the house. Right. And it, I still do it. I, I, I leave the bathroom light on, uh, the, the light above the stove, the fucking uh, – I have LED high-powered exterior lights outside my home that I fucking will leave on every night. Yeah. And she'll, sometimes she'll get up and she'll turn them off and then we fucking fight about it because, no, you leave those lights on, you know. Um, and, I mean, once again, it's not crippling. I'm a, I'm a functioning member of society. I have, you know – pretty decent job and i'm respected by the community but you know we i kind of this weekend i talked about how i was doing my own thing for a couple nights and oh i drank myself to sleep every night you know i i get severe i'm convinced some of like the romantic relationships i had in my 20s were based on the fact that i lived alone and didn't like sleeping alone you know um i just wanted somebody there because i i i get that freaked out and i'm not talking about like depressed you know what I mean? I'm not talking about like lonely and miserable and like I hate my life. Like I don't get that. I get like like fucking scared, you know? Um and it's something that still happens to this day and I'm I'm a grown ass man and it's happened my whole entire life. It never went away. Never left, you know. And we did I mean we did I don't know if we discussed that on that episode, but I know we've we've we have definitely talked about that at minimum. Um, right. you know before and so that is you know that it's very interesting well you know one thing that um someone had kind of i'm not going to say criticized but one thing that they pointed out about the roy story was that 
kind of tells it too good. Um, you know, he kind he kind of has it has his story kind of figured out. Well, you know, I'll I'll put some disclosure out there about about Roy and and you know himself and kind of what he does is that he has he's told this story over and over and over again. He's been on a lot of big shows, right? Um, you know, so he yeah he probably has gotten really good at, at telling his story. He should have, otherwise he's a terrible fucking storyteller. Right, right. <laughs> you do exactly. anything that much, you better get good at it. Right, you know? right. But 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 Roy Stubblefield is not a you know he he's not a storyteller you know by by trade at all. Um, you know he doesn't. He's never, you know, written a book or, you know, he's, he's never, he's not really the artistic type. Um, you know, he's like, he says he's, he's just an average guy. He does a lot of like labor jobs and not just that, um, you know, one of the most uh, telling examples was that a couple of months ago, Roy right now is, is based in, uh, Arizona. That's all I'll say about it. But, um, a couple of months back, there were reports of a dogman in Arizona and he had reverted back to that that state that he was in he was all over again he was terrified and you know he kind of had a uh, like about a good month or so where you know he really struggled because you know again he was back to convince this thing's coming for me it's here because it wants me and that's what it is and and that was very telling for me as you know somebody that that speaks with people all the time that say that they have instances of high strangeness now you know again i think probably about 10 to 20% of the people that I speak to have actual genuine experiences. It's not a lot. Um, but when they do, there's certain, there's just, there's certain things about it that you just know and you can, you can relate to. Um, but you know, it does, it affects you the entire rest of your life. Now I had kind of, we had kind of talked about it. So, so Pat and I had planned to go on this clubhouse thing and, um, you know, and it was about cryptids from outer space and I had, you know, just kind of mentioned like, hey, well, I know Greg listens to, sh- to the show. Hi, Greg. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if he's how much of the show he's listened to. I don't know if I didn't know if he had heard Pat's, you know, Alien Encounters episode or, or what. Um, but I mentioned to Pat, hey, if if Greg brings this up, are you going to be willing to talk about it? You know, just kind of get, you know, I wanted to give a heads up, you know, because it's not like it's easy all the time. I mean, you know, sometimes you're just like, hey, whatever, it's all aliens. It's cool. But <laughs> You know, it's it, it can be difficult. And uh, then we just kind of got on the subject of like talking about, you know, revisiting, you know, the encounters. Now that you guys have listened to Pat and, you know, instead of just him being some fucking guy that I had on my show, you know, you guys have been able to kind of build some type of rapport with them. And so I thought it would be interesting to kind of go back and, and you know, remind you that, you know, hey, he's, you know, he's had this experience. Uh, but Pat, you said that your story wasn't really that big of a deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I guess because first of all, there's a part of me that, that doesn't know if it really happened. Sure. And if, uh, if it, if it did not happen, then it really isn't a big deal because it was just a dream I had when I was 10 years old. Sure. Now, um, the thing is like, oh my God, you, I guess it's, it's the thing is I know it wasn't a dream I had when I was 10 years old. And, um, but at the same time, there's not a whole lot to it. Like, it's not very sexy. Like there's not like, there was no, uh, I I wasn't, didn't go in a spaceship anywhere. Like there was no fucking star maps or like, yeah, there wasn't, it was just this fucking thing that happened that was weird. Um, and 
I wish I could I, not that I would want to make more of it, but it's just I wish there was more to it. Like it's you know, I we spent two episodes uh when I first came on the show talking about it and like associated you know things, but sure. at the end of the day I pretty much <laughs> told the same story here in about three minutes. You know, yeah. <laughs> like well. it, 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 <laughs> I gave it. I gave it a lot of setup and context the first time around, but when it when it gets down to brass tacks, like yeah, that's all she wrote. Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't know. I just normalize things, and this is it's a part of my personality, and I do it in a million other ways that have nothing to do with this kind of shit. It's just it, maybe it's a survival mechanism. Maybe it's just the way my brain's wired. I used to repo cars for a living, and I would be put in insanely dangerous situations every single fucking night just to take back some guy's Impala that he missed three fucking payments on. And I did it, and I did it every night. And I never thought about the danger I was in or the or the how I could have been hurt or killed. And you just, I'd go out there and I'd get in the car, and then I'd flip a switch, and it would become a video game, and I would do what I needed to do, and I got out of there, and then, you know. I don't know. It's just something I've always been able to do. And and it's kind of like I look at this thing the same way. Like, it, it, hearing Roy's story was really weird for me because it gave me a point of connection to it. And it made me it, – it, it kind of – kind of prevented me from compartmentalizing so many aspects of it like because there's there's what happened right and that that little three minute segment but then there's everything else that kind of came after and it's easy to look at all those different things individually and dismiss them all individually mm -hmm. but then sometimes you lump it all together and you're like jesus christ <laughs> like this is it's there's almost too much it's almost too much to process and like yeah you know i mean i've i've been in counseling off and on part of you know i don't want to say all of my life but you know a little bit here a little bit there and you know that's always one of the things that like throws you for a loop is like you'll be talking to something not even if you're in counseling you're just talking to anybody and you, you know you kind of like talk about something uh from your past or something that happened with like your family and people's reaction is always like you know greater when they're hearing it for the first time they give it more emotional weight than you do having walked around with it your whole entire life yes because you've always walked around with those weights on your ankles and you're used to it by now right and it's not until some you get a fresh set of eyes on it and they look at it and they're like jesus christ are you kidding me and you're like yeah what you know Oh, your childhood wasn't like that. I don't know if I can. <laughs> right, you, know? That's all you ever knew, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's kind of like it kind of the Roy thing, kind of like I guess like stirred that up a little bit because if you listen to like the last twenty minutes of that show, like that was like fucking gut wrenching, and it just it it made me think yeah. about this stuff. And then, but going back to what you were saying about going on that call, oh no, like I mean, if I'm I don't. I don't talk about this shit a lot unless I'm fucking high because like it doesn't, it doesn't cause I've told people and most people are not interested or they think I'm, they, they're just going like, Oh, that's fucked up. And like, that's <laughs> it. But like, I don't have people take like a crazy amount of interest in the story. So it's not something I go out of my way to tell, but with, with you in this show, like you were interested in this kind of stuff. So I thought, okay, well, here's a good chance for me to kind of get off my chest for a little bit and I'll send this random, weird girl from ohio this fucking email about this stuff <laughs> and like here you go here's a, you want to you're looking for stories i got a story to tell here you go and that was it you know and and the thing is like i guess 
one of the things that Roy said was that he doesn't talk about it for notoriety or for money because he's not getting either. He talks about it in the hopes that someone else will make sense of it or like the more yeah. years you you get on it maybe someone else will have another piece to it because it's just this, this, this like strange hole that he has and i think that's i'm maybe in the same boat too when it comes to this stuff so like when you asked me if i wanted to like talk about this again for the show for this episode i was just kind of like all right you know at first i was like i don't know and then i'm like well whatever like i'm definitely not you know it's nothing that uh oh there's my dogs being assholes again. Um, <laughs> it's okay, they're 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 whacking off outside again. Yeah, the property from aliens. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's something that like I I don't know what I want to do with it. Cause I and I mentioned this in the in the last episode where we talked about this. I really did try. Like I reached out to like a hypnotherapist that was in the Midwest that talked to abductees and stuff. Yeah. And like, I did a little bit of legwork, like trying to get to the bottom of this shit. Nothing ever came of it, you know? And then you you get to the point where you're like, how much of my life do I want to devote to this thing that I don't even know if is real? Or do I just want to kind of like just move on? Cause mm-hmm. I gotta go to work tomorrow, you know? And that was kind of it. Although I guess I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it hadn't happened. Like, it's, I right, it's what I said. You wouldn't be doing the show. Everything uh, yeah. happens for a reason. I mean, you know, there's obviously, you know, some some stigma with it. I mean, like you said, you tried to reach out to people. You said two separate things. You, you did try to talk to different people about it. Uh, you know, you talked to that one weird guy. Um, have you ever talked to your therapist about this? Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I've. I've okay, so I'm 40, and I've probably seen therapists off and on for about five years, all combined okay. total. Okay. So the therapy thing, like I was, you know, yeah, a little bit when I was younger, and a little bit when I was older, and then a little bit before I got married. But like that was it, right? Um, it's so it's not like I have one now, right? And I did, like I brought it up to my uh, my therapist, and his explain with with a couple of the other stories too because one of the so one of like these like offshoot satellite stories i had was that i used to live with a girl for about four years we like lived together we cohabitated and shit we broke up and i ran into her at a bar one night and we were just kind of shooting the shit and talking and um she tells me that like she she ended up telling me this story about how when we lived together one night she woke up we had a garden apartment and mm-hmm. um, she thought that I was like standing in the moonlight over the bed and it was really weird because the light was coming from like, you know, garden apartment, the, all the, all the windows are kind of like eye level or a little bit higher or whatever. And there was a bunch of light coming in from the windows and it made, it illuminated this figure that was kind of standing in the room above the bed, like, looking down on us and she thought it was like me i think the joke was like she thought it was me pissing in the hamper again or something and uh then she realized that i was sleeping next to her oh yeah and she realized that it wasn't me and she just kind of rolled over and then went back to bed and was (laughs) like okay and boom and never told me about this until a couple years later we're we're at a bar just like telling stories or something and something i said triggered that memory in her and she goes you know what happened that i never told you about and then tells me that fucking story um so like i brought that story up to him too when i was like kind of making my case for all this and he was like 
his explanation was like, well, you know, the mind is very powerful. And when it's asleep, it can do things that we don't even fully understand yet. And I, I, I don't know if he was trying to say that, like, it was like astral projection or something, but like he was kind of like dismissive of it. And like, that was it. And when I talked about, but you know, here's the thing, just cause someone's a therapist doesn't mean they're fucking right. Yeah. And me and him talked about a lot of shit that he was kind of dismissive of that. I've gone back and thought about more on my own. And I've realized that no, me and that guy just have a different difference of opinions of some shit. Yeah. Um, so that was that. No, he, he did not put much thought into it. And I said, you know, this was a big thing in the, in the, you know, did you believe in hypnotherapy? Do you believe in like, you know, these like repressed memories and stuff like that? And he was like, no, 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 no. He was very dismissive of it all. Um, and I told him the story and he just was kind of like, he thought that maybe it was something else that I might've, uh, which is another, he wasn't the only one to have this theory, but that there could have been something else that I, I kind of came across that, uh, sure. I was remembering a certain way, but, um, we don't have to to deep dive into your, your psyche, but (laughs) um well so i mean you know but that is an issue right because what if this what if it was real and it did happen then you can't it's not like you are free to speak with medical professionals about it right because they're they're not going to give you answers they're going to give you well essentially what you want to hear i mean whether that be because they just don't believe in the stuff or you know, what have you, I mean, you know, whatever the reason is, but you know, you can't, I can't go to a therapist and tell them that I believe ultra dimensional creatures have talked to me. It sounds nuts. It sounds crazy. (laughs) Just like when I share my, my Mothman experience, you know, I, I can't tell you 100% that I saw a Mothman while I was eating weed brownies one night but i'm almost positive that i did i mean something happened (laughs) whether it was real or not i don't know i can't i can't really tell you um but you know the fact that other people have seen it and and they weren't even high or anything you know that kind of says something and just given the nature of it and kind of you know when you know what you know eventually you know it just uh, you know and just comes with the territory of like when when these weird things happen to you you know you know that they do i mean nobody can convince you otherwise you know it did and you know that there's other people in the world out there that it also happened to and um you know so so it makes sense why there are people that don't really want to talk about it because of the stigma because it's hard you know it's, it's hard to accept that people might um you know chastise you for it or call you crazy or try to psychoanalyze the situation or whatever whatever the case is um but you know I, I do think it's important that we do you know continue to discuss these things more i mean like you said you talk about it and it's not really a big deal but like it is kind of a big deal i mean <laughs> it kind of is whether there was a logical psychological explanation for it or there were aliens hanging out at your house one night you know like you said given everything together it's kind of strange once you put it on the perspective and go well shit i guess i've had more than just that one weird experience it's been you know a lifetime of weird experiences 
Right. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something to that, right? I mean, you can't just go. I mean, are you saying that all of them are made up together? I don't think so. I don't believe that that's possible. No, but I feel like those memories have a certain type of um, certain type of haze to them. Sure. Like they're almost they're 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 captured using a filter uh, that makes them highly suspect, and maybe that's. Like there's certain there's certain memories that I have in my past that I I would would 100 percent I remember are real. Mm-hmm. There's also certain memories from my past where I I I'm a little bit less sure of that. And these type of occurrences always have that that filter of uncertainty over them. At least they do for me. And that's the other thing too. I don't know what the fuck other people's lives are like. Yeah. I don't I don't know if everybody's got a handful of these 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 things that have happened to them and they just don't talk about them because they're they're embarrassed or or you know, the thing is I don't get embarrassed about a lot of shit. Like my my the fact that I don't talk about this every 5 minutes isn't because I'm I I'm trying to like protect my rep. It's because I don't think anyone gives a shit. Like if people were to ask me questions, like I'll answer questions. I don't care. You know, but the thing is I don't have people ask me questions. So like, yeah, I would have to initiate the conversation. And then I just feel like some dude that's trying to get attention for telling some story that he's not even 100% sure is real, you know, and nobody wants to be that dude at the party. So like, I think there's enough of those fucking people out there anyway. What you don't need is me muddying the waters with some half remembered shit about stuff that isn't even that cool in the first place, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I relinquish the mic to people that that claim to have been told things that they remember because whatever I was told, I don't even fucking remember it. How how unsexy is that? I don't even know. I don't even know. You know, and the other stuff like I'll I'll, I'll tell one more. I mean, I can tell more and more, but I'll tell another one uh about the car yeah this one always sticks with me and i i tell this story probably more than anything um but it was uh i was in my early teens me and some friends were fucking around the forest preserve and um we're walking down this trail and we see like this like shine something caught our attention from like beyond the brush of the uh off the trail right Mm mm-hmm and you know the the foliage was thick and we couldn't really see what it was but for whatever reason it caught our attention and my buddy is decides to go investigate it and i get one of these really weird sense of dread feelings and i'm like don't go in there don't go in there and everyone's making fun of me and they're laughing because i'm kind of like getting worried and stuff and uh he ends up going in there and uh he starts laughing he's like you guys are never gonna believe this and we're like what like oh he's like that's a fucking car and we're like what so we go and we kind of crawl through like the the, the trees and the, the bushes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we come into this clearing and it's like this big clearing. And in the middle of it's a car. And it's it's just like sitting there. Uh, and it was an old car and there, was, there wasn't a scratch on it. And like my buddy went over and we looked at it and we just kind of like, we're like, oh, this is fucking weird. Like, what's this car doing here? Like, and, and like we we appreciated the absurdity of it but we didn't like really appreciate the absurdity of it like there was no way that that car could have gotten into that clearing there was like no paths into it or anything right 
like it would have it would have had to drive through like fucking trees and brushes and and bramble bushes and all kinds of shit that would have totally fucked up that car but it wasn't fucked up it was like in it was in pristine condition and it was just sitting there and we kind of just like okay had a laugh at it and then went back on the trail and walked back to the we were at a graduation party at a, at a like a country club or something and like walked back all the way to the to the country club and that was it and in the time that passed like i started to be like that it was it was something that stuck with me and was really kind of weird and unsettling and like i asked my friends like do you remember that and they were like yeah and i'm like why was that car there and they're like i don't know like someone put it there but it's like but how did it get there and they're like we don't know pat it was just there what are you you know and um I don't know. It was something that always stuck with me. You know, like, how the fuck did that car get there? Now, maybe, who knows what the answer was. Maybe there was a perfectly reasonable explanation for that car to be there. Or maybe it was a fucking screen. Maybe it was something else. Maybe we came across something that was intersecting with whatever, and that was just what we all fucking saw. Sure. I don't know. Or it was a fucking car in the woods. You know? And, like, so how do you how do you weigh that? You know, certain people are going to want that car to be just the fucking car. And there's and and there's no proof one way or the other. And I don't have any other evidence or anything to back me up to some people. That car is just going to be the car. Right. To other people, that car is a hint of something much bigger. Right. And whether what type of person you are, it just depends on who you are, you know. And all I can say is that taking all this paranormal stuff and and conspiracy shit and completely fucking putting it aside for a second i know that in the in 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 normal everyday life there are people that just don't ask a lot of questions right um i've always been taught to believe that the unexamined life is not worth living right yeah. and i'm somebody that questions things and thinks about things and 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 i'm not terribly neurotic or anything but you know, I, 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 I kind of wrestle with truths and what's going on and, and I ask myself questions and I know there's some people that don't do that. And I know that there's some people that just kind of just do what they do day in and day out and, and they don't worry too much about other things, you know, and I don't know who's right and who's wrong. You know, I just kind of know the way I do it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, I, to, I went well to a degree. I mean, obviously, if I agreed with it too much, I wouldn't have a job, but... <laughs> You know, I I just I think that I think that what you find when you are somebody who who has to even, you know, question the validity of your of your own reality. um, I think what, what you find when you start kind of chasing down these rabbit holes and not just you know, not just Googling the quick story and 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 being like, oh, well. You know, here's another alien abductee, but like really getting to know these people is that, you know, again, the people with the genuine encounters tend to have this lifelong relationship with high strangeness for whatever reason. I don't think everybody does. I don't think everybody does. Um, as somebody who, you know, prior to this, I, I've been I've just in general my entire life, I've, I've been in the business of people and, um, you know, I've talked to and I've met so so many different type of people and i'm sure pat you relate you worked in and you know the hotels forever so you know you meet people that way 
And, you know, there are some people who just have regular lives with no real strange memories, no, you know, childhood traumas, no past experiences, and then they just work and they die. I mean, you know, they're just regular people. Um, But, you know, but then you have people that, um, you know, just kind of tend to to live these these extravagant lives. I, I tend to be one of them, I, you know, and it's not on purpose. It's just that so much just and I'm not saying like I see aliens and shit every day or anything like that. Just so much ridiculous shit happens to me all the time. And it always happens to me in such a large way that it can't possibly be an accident. And, um, you know, we used to laugh about it when I worked at the theater because I would have to call off for the most ridiculous fucking things you've ever heard of in your entire life. And, you know, every single time, you know, it, it, for after a while, they were like, you know, you really make up some shit to get out of work. <laughs> just like, listen, <laughs> I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. <laughs> it's just my life. Um, you know, now whether, you know, everybody maybe has different paths, you know, maybe some people are more destined to have paranormal experiences. Maybe some people are more destined to have, you know, alien encounters. Maybe you're you're more destined to just have a hodgepodge of, of, of everything. Um, I, I just, I, I find that, that, again, I find that it's just true across the board. Uh, across the board. And uh, Roy's story, you know, you, you guys heard the one piece, all right? I, I spoke with this man for five hours in one day. <laughs> and that's just one day. It's just one phone conversation that I have with him. Um, he's got more. I mean, there there's way more to that. He's got things happening actively right now. And, um, and it has nothing to do with werewolves. <laughs> it's other shit. And so, it, you know, is it because maybe you have these experiences and once you, once your mind, especially, you know, at young ages, um, you know, maybe your mind accepts the unacceptable, right? Maybe you accept that, listen, there's things that we don't understand in the world. I know I experienced them. So then maybe your mind's more open to the experiences going forward. And, um, you know, with that, you kind of have have your guard down a little bit. And, you know, I guess some people like to refer to it as the veil. I, I don't really, but that's what, you know, for lack of a better term at the moment, the veil, um, you know, is, is kind of thinner or, you know, maybe even open a little bit to kind of let these things into your life. You just invite them that way. Um, or, you know, maybe just having that experience just gives you more of a open mind in general. So maybe you make something out of nothing because you know that again uh you know the impossible is now possible so or you're just crazy so you keep seeing crazy shit or you're just crazy so you see crazy shit i mean i don't know um you know that was uh, another thing you know this past weekend I, I haven't talked about this but i've told other people i was supposed to go on this investigation over the weekend hunting the uh, alien mantis and what was funny was that you know um we were doing the, the cryptid casters thing which is of course is just kind of brought all this on and uh, we were all asked to pick our favorite um, outer space cryptid and, and Pat chose alien mantises. He didn't know I was going on an investigation, for one. I didn't go, obviously. It was raining outside, so I didn't get to go. But <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, but, you know, these I, I, I talk about synchronicity a lot and uh, different things. And I just personally, I don't believe that there are accidents. Um, even if you believe something happened and even if it didn't really happen, um, I, I think that that's entirely on purpose for whatever reason. I think it's entirely on purpose, you know, so that's just kind of my, my soapbox about it. I mean, um, 
you know, I think that it's funny that you don't talk about it more. I think it's very interesting. I wish I saw aliens in my house. I mean, I guess I think if you I think if 20 years ago we were having this conversation, I might be more um, I might be more energetic and animated about it. But because it was so long ago and, um, you know, there's been there's there's been more since then. But I mean, it's it, I don't know. I think that uh it's it's maybe because I'm skeptical of even myself that I'm so blasé about it, or maybe that's that's the way. I mean, if you really want to drink the Kool Aid on this stuff, maybe that's the way it was programmed in me. Oh, you know what I mean? If okay. if 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 this is really some type of thing that's supposed to be laying dormant and buried, then. Uh, and I mean, we can even go in and talk. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we're getting long enough and the dog's driving crazy. Sorry. Um, so, uh, okay. Let's, so, okay. Well, I'll give you some new material because that's, that was the whole point of this. So, um, I remembered it after it happened, but not really. I mean, I kind of talked about, uh, how the next morning, um, uh, I, I had asked my mom about it and it was also, it was on the radio too, which almost makes me want to try to go back and figure out exactly when it happened. Um, because I want to say it was around the Super Bowl, maybe even Super Bowl Sunday. Um, but that there was, uh, UFO sightings all, all between Chicago and Milwaukee, uh, that night. And, uh, we were having breakfast the next morning and that was on the news and that's, I kind of brought up that dream and my mom was like, yeah, that dream too. And, um, so that was, there, that was there. So I never entirely forgot about it, but it was, it, I remember it was there the next day and then it just kind of like really slipped into the back of my subconscious. Like I didn't think about it. It, it didn't give me anxiety. I, my the anxiety was still there. Okay. Um, but it was it was just kind of like it became like a non-issue, I guess. I want to say until I was like nineteen, and then uh, nineteen years old, me and uh, this girl I was dating at a time, we used to do this thing where um, we would get four-hour naps to places, and then we would like take acid or take mushrooms or take ecstasy or whatever, and we would just kind of hang out and trip together, and. Uh, we were staying at this at this motel and uh it, it had like mirrors like all over the place like mirrors on the ceiling mirrors on the walls Ooh. and anything that wasn't covered in a mirror was covered in shag carpeting or a hot tub or a bed right everything the fucking bathroom was carpeting like everything and it was uh it was this like really throwback like 70s swinger style place that was still open in the late 90s and um we were taking ecstasy and uh that was when i remembered this so it's not that i didn't remember it before which is this is really hard to explain i remembered it before but i didn't remember like how weird or crazy it was and then after that night when i took mdma i really remembered it okay 
And I know that I'm not articulating that right. <laughs> That's okay. But I really remembered it. And I really remembered that it happened. And it was almost if like it had been buried. So imagine it happens. And then it was buried in the ground with like dirt over it. And then after after the MDMA, it was like the dirt was gone, but it was still on the ground. But I could see it and I could see that it was there. But it would, but it was still kind of buried, right? That's kind of what happened is that I remembered this fucking thing that had happened. But, um, but I never, but it wasn't like I was, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a suppressed memory that was coming out. I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this, but, um, yeah, but that even makes the story even more questionable because now I'm fucking admitting that it was like dr- a drug-induced recollection. You know what I mean? Like, well, so I I don't know, man. Like that's this this shit. It's like the more the more uh, the more I I think about it, it's like I I never get anywhere with it. I never get whether or not it was real or it was all bullshit or like I don't know or it was it was something else or it was I don't know. There's no fucking answers with it, you know. That's, you know, yeah, that ends up being, you know, that kind of ends up being why some of these people kind of going nuts eventually. Because you just never, there's no resolve. We don't have answers. We can't give you any, you know, and that's, so some people are like, well, these people claim this for the money or whatever. But it's like, most of the time, like, okay, yeah. I make my money in other ways. Well, right. I mean, come on. (laughs) uh, Oh, you got your OnlyFans up to you? Um, <laughs> no one wants to see that shit. Your your only pats. <laughs> well, that's why I I don't know. We'll see. Like we should uh, when when we uh, when this thing we take this thing to YouTube. We'll see. We'll see. Ooh, who's, uh... Don't thread me with a good time. Um, that's. <laughs> but you know you, you got people like Travis Walton, right? He's obviously he's made some pretty good money off of his experience. Uh, which you know we'll probably deep dive into one of these days. Um, but yeah, but he disappeared for like five fucking days. Like I didn't even I didn't even go anywhere. I was well, I never left right. my fucking house. <laughs> right. I mean, it was a pretty big. Uh, and he, well, I, I'm not I'm not gonna pick a pick apart a story right now. But I it's anyway. Um, you know, but then you got people like uh, you know, which I've I've talked about before on the show, like Chad and Alta Dillard, who, you know, that Alta's got fucking implants inside of her body. And she's never made a dime off of any of this. Now they've been invited as speakers at different events and they've, they've talked to everybody and they've been on TV and they've done, but they haven't made any money off of this. They're just two people living in the middle of fucking nowhere, Alabama right now. She makes like scarves and shit and sells them on Etsy. Like that's (laughs) that's the money that they made, you know? And, and at what cost? I mean, the cost is, well, okay. Tanya Derenberger, the, you know, daughter of of Woodrow Derenberger who has a relationship with Andrew Cold um you know right now i'm I'm speaking with her and like she she lives in a tanya lives in a fucking nursing home she's not she don't have a luxurious life going it's not like a fancy nursing home she lives in parkersburg west virginia let me tell you something go to parkersburg it's terrible there <laughs> you know she's not made any money and this is not even her story it's her dad's she's wrote a book but so what i mean people write books all the time and put them out there i mean it's not like it's a big cash cow unless you know you really hit it big but um you know, these people aren't, you're not getting anything from it to, to tell these stories, except for the criticism most of the time. Well, that's, you always talk about the three kinds of people, mm-hmm. right? What are the three kinds of people that you run into when you do this? 
crazy people. People that are mentally ill. They believe it actually happened, but it probably didn't. They're just mentally ill. Right. Uh, people that are lying. Yeah. So when you're talking about when you're talking about those, you're, you're trying to use the lying profile and uh, and project it on the mentally ill people. And you know, yeah, just because these people haven't tried to cash in, what's their incentive for doing this? They're fucking crazy. And I, I fully, I, I could be maybe. I don't think I'm crazy, 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 but I, I definitely could be. Um. I definitely could be, you know, placing more importance on, you know, dreams at MDMA trips than I probably should be. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think in order for you to qualify as as mentally ill, um, you wouldn't have the capability to question that it could be something else because people that are that mentally ill, I mean, they're having delusions and you would see it in other areas of your life it would be more apparent uh, <laughs> well, well maybe you do i don't know i guess coming I from the dude who tried to create dinosaur erotic radio play i mean i don't know that's I mean, not I, a delusion I, I, though <laughs> <laughs> that's the delusion that thought would be successful are, are um, you depraved that's a different question probably well that's a very good question <laughs> another topic for another show <laughs> Uh, that's that's when I think we'll better we'll better leave answered uh, when we do our our live meetup uh, podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in July. <laughs> well, if I end up dead, everybody knows the answer. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you'll survive. That's okay. I'm I'm depraved too. It's fine. Um, right. I'm a, I'm a depraved deviant. It is what it is. I'm proud. Um, but <laughs> but I mean, hey, so let, let's just I mean, just spend a fraction of a second on that is that a symptom of something else as well? You know what I mean? Like we, we talked about that. We've talked about that before. Like, you know, maybe it is, maybe that, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of shit going on. I'll I'll tell you right now. I mean, yeah, I had a fucked up childhood. You know, I talk about it all. I, I, I I say I hit towards the fact that I've really fucked up childhood. And some people know a little bit, um, even like my best friend, my, my, my closest friend, I'll like tell her I'll like remember something and I'll tell her about it and she'll be like man I she's like she's like how are you my best friend and I don't know fucking anything about you <laughs> and then when you do tell me shit it's it's fucking wild I'm like I don't know because <laughs> I'm used to it that's why like like we talked about earlier it's just something you're just kind of used to you know you lived with it <laughs> right so to me it's not I mean when I like t- when I detach myself from it being me and myself. And I, and I look at it from an outside perspective and, you know, I look at, at myself as like maybe that child or, you know, just that woman, that person, whatever, then, then I feel badly. But like me being me, I'm like, well, shit, I lived it. It wasn't that bad. Um, I'm here well, and, then, <laughs> and that's the thing is why would you ever spend a serious amount of time and effort trying to do that? Because all it does is impede your progress. Like you've learned to walk with a broken leg, you right. know, I, or this, these weights around your ankles. Why would you ever? decide to dwell re-break um, re- it again and <laughs> right like what the work. fuck like it's it's there and that's the thing is that like i don't know if if i went through and unpacked all of the fucking trauma from my childhood i don't know if it would ever make anything better in the long run maybe it would maybe it would maybe it would yeah maybe i would become a calmer person and i wouldn't you know qu- question things as much as i do i wouldn't be so much of a deviant or whatever but like 
I, and then I look at like, well, where's the fun in that? You know, well, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had that conversation recently. Um, but <laughs> there's different things. I mean, there's different things that it impacts about your life differently. So, I mean, if you find things, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to get on a little bit of a soapbox again. But at the end of the day, if you find that you are happy and you're comfortable and you accept who you are, as long as you're honest about who you are, um, you know, I, I think that 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 is important to, to be. I think it's important to be honest with yourself and other people around you, especially if it might affect people around you. Then, then I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you're happy, you're happy. Fuck it. Um, but, you know, I, I do find and I have found before that there are things about myself that I don't personally like. So therefore, in order to change it, you know, I do have to go back and do that unpacking. And, um, you know, and it all kind of came to a head this time last year. I mean, so it's all it's all pretty new to me. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, trauma is just a very, you know, we'll just have to do a whole episode on it one day. Maybe I'll share some of my fucked up stories, but um, <laughs> I don't mind talking about it. I never do. I mean, I'm always very open and honest and and just I just tell it as it is because you know like you said it, it happened to me and I lived through it so it must not have been that bad um you know in my eyes so it's not that terrible um but yeah I mean I get what you're saying I mean there's no reason there isn't any reason to dwell on it because the fact of the matter is is that you can't you can't change what happened exactly you can just kind of change with with how you've coped with it now there are adults that you know Maybe they had one instance of something fucking terrible that happened to them as as children, and they still can't get over it. Uh, those people need to unpack it somehow. You know, they, they need to go back and they need to fix that because it's impacting their lives now, right? Um, you know, or or maybe you're somebody that's been through trauma after trauma, and and you know, it all just kind of added up and impacted your life. I mean, again, then you know, then it becomes important, but it's your life. You know, you decide what's important to you to to dwell on and and not and. You know, sometimes uh, those topics are whether or not you um, saw aliens in your house as a child. And it's up to you to decide if it's important to you to to kind of unpack. I mean, I don't blame you for being curious now in hindsight, because I would be, you know, I'm sure. Especially because with something like that, it's just it's it's not it's not supposed to be within our, our realm of, of reason. You know, it's not it's really. I mean. It's not really supposed to exist, uh, you know, at least we haven't proven that it does yet. Um, whereas, like, we know that, like, there are terrible people that abuse, you know, others and, you know, things like that. We, we can prove that happens. We know what happens, but, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of leaves a different impact uh, for different things. So, I don't know. But like I said, maybe one day we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of deep, deep dive a little bit more. I mean, I've got some theories um, about trauma and... Uh, you know, experiencers of, of high strangeness. So, um, you know, maybe we can talk about that some other time. I don't know, but I don't think I have really anything else to add to, to this topic. Do you have anything else that you want to add to this topic? No, I've talked enough. It's all good. Do you encourage other people <laughs> that have experiences? Maybe they're in your shoes. Maybe they feel like it's not a, a, a big deal and they don't want to talk about it. I mean, do you think they should, you think they shouldn't? What, what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, the way I've always processed everything is through writing. So I'd say write, write Asher's a letter. What's I your really uh, love a letter? Nobody fucking writes me letters. <laughs> there you go. What's your email address? Give out your email address. My email address. Uh, that is from the Ashers at gmail.com. There you go. So you can you can definitely write me there. I don't even have to, you know, I will try to ask you questions, but you don't have to answer them. So 
<laughs> right. And, and if it's a matter of, you know, um, going back to what, what Roy said, sometimes it's nice. I mean, if people have similar stuff, they can share it and then it, you, someone can shed some light on your situation and you can shed some light on theirs. But uh, definitely writer and yeah. see how getting it out there makes you feel and putting it down in words. And if you want, we'll read it or maybe we'll even have you on. Right. And maybe who knows? Maybe you make stuff in your free time and we can have you on. If you make stuff, yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you make stuff, we will have you on. And you also had a weird encounter. We will have you on for that as well. So, (laughs) cool. All right. Well, then, guys, uh, I guess with that being said, uh, we will see you guys back here next Wednesday.